Welcome to Bethel World Outreach Church. Our values are devotion, diversity, and discipleship. Devotion through honoring God by trusting His Word, praying, and worshiping together. Diversity by embracing God's heart for every nation. And discipleship by helping others follow Jesus. So join us as we're reaching a city to touch the world. Now, my, uh, my confession is these shoes were my gift to Pastor James. But I'm a little colorblind, and when I got them, I was so excited because I came home and I said, honey, I want to order a pair for me, and we're going to have, Pastor James and I are going to have purple shoes together. I thought those shoes were purple. <laughs> like purple book. We were going to have a big purple book time. It's a little thing we use here in the church, but... Um, it's been so fun. You make things so fun. I mean, that right there was magic. I know we're not supposed to use magic. But in a, in, a, in a very relative sense, and I am so grateful for our friendship. And you know, the, the message, you know, there was a, a saying years ago that the medium is the message. And what that really means is, is that you can't separate what the content text or the content is from the context. Stay with me. I, I like the little large welt from the old days. Okay. Some bubbles from the old folks know what I'm talking about, large welt. But um, you see, when, the, when they said the gospel, and we're going to do this together because God, this, this message is the message that all the planet is waiting for. Yes. If you, if you look, uh, there's a place in California called SETI, Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. And they've got these radio telescopes beaming into the, pointed to the sky, waiting on a message to come this way. And we're sending just countless messages that way into outer space. But the founder of SETI said this, if a message ever comes this way, it changes history. They thought in the 60s that they had heard that message, but it ended up being just a, 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 a kind of like a lighthouse effect of a, of a, of a quasar, of a, of a star that it was at the end of its life. It was just a, it wasn't intelligent, but they can tell intelligence because there's a pattern. Information always points to intelligence. If you're walking down the beach and you see your name written in the sand, you don't think, look at what the waves can do if given enough time. And so really, what we have in the gospel is the message that came this way. In the beginning, God was the word, word and, the, and word. the word was with God and the word was God. And then it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt, dwelt among us. And so the message, the message isn't even the church necessarily. It's this person of Jesus. Yes. The other day, an atheist was on campus and Joe Penrod, who works with us and is a part of this church as a campus minister, was talking to him and as he walked through the New Testament, he said, I've never heard of that Jesus. It's amazing how much the message can be separated from the person of Jesus. And that's why every year we come back again to this moment, not just because of the gifts, but there's a, there's a built-in cycle for us to come back and remember that the medium is the message, that Christ, that God became man yes. in Christ. Yes. And when the, we said he lived the life we should have lived, that doesn't mean that we should necessarily have walked around if we perceived Jesus in a robe 
and quoted you know verses all day long even though that's not a bad deal uh, but Jesus perfectly lived the moral laws of yes, God. He, did. he didn't break, he broke a lot of religious laws, but he was perfect in the moral law. Yes. Now, you know, when you're a little child, we know how difficult it is, Pastor James, to, 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 to keep you, you know, you pray. I'm sure parents said, I hope my children are good up there. They don't yeah. say something, you know what I mean? But they were saying stuff that you couldn't. I know, that's what I'm trying to say. So for God to send his son and for him to be perfect, if it would have been my child, I would have said, okay, we're going to give you about 10 minutes on the earth and then we're getting you out of there. We're not going to take any chances. But can you imagine God, Christ went through 30 years of having to be perfect, blameless, and not just perfect, but then the test he went through facing the enemy himself. We face a lot of challenges, but none of us have faced what Christ faced. And then ultimately, the ultimate test to put him on a cross, dying the death we should have died for breaking the laws of God in our place. And then Pastor James, it says three days later, he rose from the dead. What does you and I spend time beyond these walls going to campuses, and that's why I'm a partner and serve him here, and he goes out with me around the world and serves out on the campus. But when we talk about three days later, he rose from the dead, proving he's the son of God. What do we, what does that mean? Because the resurrection, every, because in every other religion, they never tell you how your sins are going to be atoned for. Jesus Christ getting up is the proof that death had no right to hold him. That sin couldn't hold him. We were slaves to sin. We were prisoners to this. But I wanted to know, when you accept Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and res resurrection, because he was resurrected, you can get out of every dead situation, every separation from God, all separation from God. And here's, here's, here's the most blessed part, Pastor Rice. John, I'll leave you with this. John 10, 28 says this. I said it to my family last night. It's the most powerful thing. He says, I give to you eternal life. You will not perish. No one will pluck you from my hand. This is Jesus speaking. My Father who's greater than all has given you to me and no man can pluck you from his hand. So you have eternal life through Christ. You've got Jesus who's saying, I got you. And you got the Father saying, I got Jesus, you and the promise. That's like some type of triple security. The greatest gift that humanity has ever known. The greatest gift is not something physical or something that was under your tree or something you received last night or you're about to. The greatest gift is that that message came to earth in the form of God becoming man in Christ Jesus. Now here's how you receive it. Here's how you receive it. You know, in our minds, see our minds tell us a lot of things. Our brains, how many of you had things in your brain that, that, that just kicks out in your mind? You think, where did that dumb thought come from? And there's so many things and stimuluses in our minds and our minds can lead us astray. There are people that believe they're, they are fat and they're skinny. That's a, there's 50 million people on the planet that are what's called anorexic because they believe their brains are telling them that they're fat, but they're, they're starving to death. So we know that our brains can give us false messages. And one of the biggest false messages is, is that as you walk away, if this is Jesus, 
and you start walking away from him, see what happens is, is in our minds, in our minds, when we walk away from Jesus, we think, man, I've done so many bad things and man, I'm so far away, I'll never get back. And if I ever got back, it, it would just be, they all those hypocrites back there, they just judge me. And so in our minds, we think this, that every step away from God, that now somehow it's such a big distance. But really, here's what happens when you walk away from Jesus. Here's what really happens. You start walking away and say, man, you know, I've done so many bad things. I just don't know how I could ever get back. In fact, you know, if I ever got back, it just, you know, he just, it wouldn't be the same. It just wouldn't be the same. In fact, he probably wouldn't even speak to me. And see, it says in the gospel that God became man in Jesus Christ. He lived the life we should have lived. He died the death we should have died. Three days later, he rose from the dead, proving he's the son of God. And he offers salvation and forgiveness to everyone who repents and believes. And all repentance is, is to turn. And when you turn, he's there. You're back. See, and here's what's great about it. Here's what's great about it. You see, in my mind, I used to think, man, if I ever get right with God, I got so much to, I got so many people that I've messed up. But when I turn and I got Jesus, then I got to go back and tell everybody that I'd messed up, man, I'm sorry about that. Hey, I'm sorry about that. Stand to your feet. My call, when I was in, I just came from Mississippi State a few weeks ago where I got saved and we did an event there. There was a guy there that remembered when I got saved. He is a pastor in town and he was really supportive of what we, we were doing. And there's another guy there who was dating the girl that I got engaged to, which is the reason I moved to Mississippi State. And my girl, my fiance was telling me, this guy's done so many bad things, he was mean to me, so I was gonna hurt him. When I got saved, I walked up to him on campus, exactly what happened, and I said, I'm Rice Brooks, we've never met. You used to date this person, so-and-so. She's my fiance. And she told me a lot of stuff that you said you did, and I was going to hurt you. But I got saved. I'm sorry that I wanted to hurt you. Would you forgive me? Shook his hand. It scared him so bad. He went home, immediately broke up with his girlfriend. And today he is a pastor in Dallas, Texas. My childhood enemy... One of many. You see, because Jesus was right there by my side. When I went away, he just dapped me up. Jesus just dapped me right there. Pastor James, pray for us as we go. Because all people, if you've come this far on a Christmas, maybe family members brought you, just turn. It's just turn and trust. Turn yeah. to him today. So I got I to okay. this is a. This is the whole moment we've waited on for you to have this gift. And... We don't want to leave a moment at Christmas. We got family from all over places. And somehow the enemy can trick us to think, when I go home, I'm going to say a prayer to God. Or when I, when I get alone, I'm going to think about those things. But when you get alone, you won't have this many people in the room encouraging you. I, I feel like I'm supposed to contend for your life today. I know you might have come just for few cute songs and maybe a cute moment but for some of you it's coming right out of darkness straight into eternal life some of you is coming back to God 
Some of you is just is getting that brokenness that I did offer you. It doesn't matter what it is. Receive the gift. I want my ministry team to come down. As the ministers come down, they're going to sing a song. I'm going to pray for you, but I'm going to just give like two minutes because we're at the end of the service. If you got to, if you need prayer for anything, anything, you want to come to Jesus, make him Lord of your life. You want to come back to Jesus because you knew him at one point, but as something broke down. You need even the devil's been chasing you. When you get out of here, you're having night terrors or you can't stop bad behavior. This is your day. This is your day. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would release everyone in this room from the bondage of fear, from the grip of the devil, from the grip of sin. Break every wall down, every barrier down, every word curse. God, come to the place of their addiction or their pain or their suffering and make you the answer, Lord. May the good news about who Jesus is and the gift that he is be so clear right now that they can't stop their heart from beating, they can't stop their feet from walking because your deliverance power is here. Lord, I'm asking that you do this in Jesus' name. While they sing, if you need prayer for anything, come down. They're going to sing for two minutes.